you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It is Thursday, January 26th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice the unmistakable voice of today's special guest, a Carolina kid who was drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the second round of the 1994 NFL Draft. He was a cornerback and a special teamer for the Bills, the Jags, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. When his playing days were over, he joined the Seattle Seahawks as a regional scout, and then this Tar Heel headed back to the mothership, the Tar Heel State. North Carolina, of course, where he was a scout for the Panthers for five years. He's now a top-tier analyst, voice of the Jags, draft expert and writer. He's also the co-host of the Move the Sticks podcast and the only person I know who had the vision and the guts to predict and proclaim a Bengals blowout of the Bills in the divisional round. He is William Eldridge Brooks Jr., known around these parts as Bucky. Welcome back to the pod, Bucky Brooks. What's going on, man? What's happening? You know, we're going to find out in a moment. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and on today's show we have reporters embedded, sounds painful, at the site of all four remaining teams, ready to give us the latest news on the Bengals and Chiefs, the Niners and Eagles. We also have microphones in the faces of all four remaining head coaches. Bucky will also give us a scouting report on Brock Purdy. He will give us a plan for 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans to use against Jalen Hurts. But first, this. Oops, they did it again as the Cincinnati Bengals rally to beat the Kansas City Chiefs for the third time in 2022. Joe Burrow can claim a perfect record against the Chiefs 3-0. He's the only man who can claim to have bested Reed and Mahomes three times in a row. Two questions for you, Bucky. Question number one, how can he make it four? Well, I mean, it takes a total team effort if you think about how the Cincinnati Bengals have been able to beat the Chiefs in the past. Uh, they do a really good job of being efficient on offense. Joe Burrow has been solid, um, sometimes spectacular, but he's just he's taking care of the football. Uh, they win these games against the Chiefs because 
their defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, does a great job of changing the look each and every time they have a matchup. Sometimes they play them and they play more zone. Next time they play more man-to-man. Sometimes they blitz, sometimes they sit back. And what he's been able to do is to keep Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid guessing in all these matchups. And all these games have been very tightly contested. And so it's a player two that kind of tips the, tilts the game in the Bengals' favor. Uh, I think in this one, a slightly less mobile Pat Mahomes um, becomes a little more, uh, I would say it becomes easier to defend because a lot of the stuff that they do to create big plays He's running around the pocket. He breaks contain. He throws it over the head. Well, if he's a sitting duck, it makes it easier for them to kind of drop back, maybe bring pressure because he doesn't have the same escapability. You talk about Patrick Mahomes in the, in the pocket. You are going to show us on NFL Total Access, the broadcast tonight, what you are seeing from Joe Burrow in the pocket, a collapsing pocket and his calm in the face of that storm and his ability to be pinpoint accurate Talk me through what you are seeing on tape from Joe Burrow in moments like that. Moments that he expects to face against a Chris Jones and a Frank Clark on Sunday. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. When you think about the Kansas City Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs bring pressure right up the gut. Uh, Jones is a big part of that. Frank Clark comes off the edges. They have a rookie in George Kaloftis who also has the ability to get to the quarterback. Um, The thing about Joe Burrow, and I think this goes back to his basketball days, he is at his best when they – put five in the route, meaning five eligible receivers are all out in the route, and they put it on him to distribute the ball to the open man. So a guy who was a, a, a very solid point guard uh, as a basketball recruit, he basically plays point guard from the pocket. And if you give him time and you allow him to throw in rhythm, he'll pick your part. And what we've seen from the Bengals, as teams started to shift the way they played them from last year to this year, where they started parking the safeties deep in the parking lot, taking away the deep ball to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, he has become, I mean, one of the best uh, at carving you up with a bunch of dink and dunk passes. And so if they don't get pressure on him, he will carve them up methodically driving the ball down the field. Okay, so that sounds predicated, you said it yourself, on if you give him time was the clause before the comma. Heading into that game against the Bills, Everybody else in the world seemed very concerned about the right side of that Bengals O-line and the left side, and that that was going to be an avenue or two for the Bills to get to Burrow to remind him of last year's pressure that he faced time and time again, snap after snap, it seemed, and that would probably give the Bills the edge. You didn't worry then. Are you worried now? Uh, different. Uh, the thing about the Buffalo Bills pass rush, they didn't have a marquee pass rush on the line. With Von Miller going out, they didn't have anyone that, when you pull up the scouting report, you say, hey, this is public enemy number one. We've got to make sure we stop him. Well, the Chiefs do have that in Chris Jones. Uh, hasn't resulted in postseason pressure in terms of sacks, but he's always in the way. He creates chaos. They're very disruptive. And then Steve Spagnuolo does a good job of bringing pressure, meaning blitzes, to create one-on-one opportunities for Jones to hunt. Um, I'm worried about it, but then I think about what Joe Burr has done because everyone has talked about their offensive lines not being great uh, the last couple of years, he finds a way to get the ball out of his hands, minimal turnovers, and he has decided that he would rather take a sack than put the ball in harm's way. And so even though it costs him yards, it doesn't cost him possessions. And in the postseason, turnovers are everything. I've heard the phrase, every drive ends with a kick, whether that be a punt, an extra point, or a field goal. As long as the drive ends with a kick, that's success. 
That is success. And that's the way this game has to play out. And for both teams, when you think about the Chiefs playing defense and the Bengals playing defense, both teams want to make you drive the length of the field. They want to be great in the red zone. And so the magic number to look for when you're watching the game in drives can a defense force the opponent to take 10 or more plays to drive the length of the field? Because if you do that, what you're trying to do is create opportunities for the odds to tilt in your favor. And so the longer the drives, the more plays they have to use on the drives, the more likely a turnover, a penalty, a negative play, those things happen to kind of throw you off schedule. You talk about odds flip-flopping with regards to the matchup. But truth be told, the odds in this game have flip-flopped like crazy over the last 72 hours. It opened with the Chiefs a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Within 48 hours, the Bengals were two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Chiefs are now back to being a one-point favorite. Nobody in the world can figure out what's going on in this game. In a moment, I'm going to get you to answer this question. So reserve a part of your brain to think about that right now, that you wouldn't be surprised if blank Mm. happens in this game. But let's go back to Burrow. Question number two for you, Bucky, about Burrow. If he does make it four in a row against Mahomes, which is really erroneous to say Burrow versus Mahomes. It doesn't work that way. You know that better than anybody. But if he does make it four in a row against the Chiefs, does that shift the balance of power or maybe power rankings amongst NFL quarterbacks for you? Mahomes has long been considered number one in spite of back-to-back MVPs by Aaron Rodgers. Does Burrow deserve the top spot if he goes 4-0 against this Chiefs team on Sunday? No, but I think the one thing that will change uh, or to just validate uh, Joe Burrow's inclusion in the superstar category. So in the league that we're quick to anoint quarterbacks, um, top five has always been a thing. Who's in your top five? Normally we try and recognize five as like the premier quarterbacks, uh, the five-star guys at the position. Will Burrow... And, and what he's already done, like going to the Super Bowl, then this year bringing them back, having the 10- or 11-game winning streak, whatever they're on, he's put himself squarely in that mix where it's only Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I would say that Justin Herbert is in that conversation. And then after that, who's the next one? Based on arm talent alone? Well, just in terms of what he's kind of been able to do uh, with the Chargers his first two or three years in the league, he certainly deserves to be – in that conversation, like the thing about it, he doesn't have enough pelts on the wall, no playoff wins, nothing like that. But you can see that he's a superstar uh, waiting to happen. Joe Burrow is different because you've seen him change the, the, the nature of the franchise. People talk about being a thermostat leader. Uh, the temperatures change when he came in. He's come in. They have confidence. They have swag. They have that. Yes, it's due to him. Now, when you're comparing Pat Mahomes to Joe Burrow, I simply have this thing. Joe Burr is great in Cincinnati. What would Pat Holmes do with the same firepower and weaponry? Okay. Can you answer that question? What do you think? Uh, I mean, like, if he's already throwing for 5,000 yards with what he has with him, he has Travis Kelsey and then just a bunch of guys. So then you give him T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Mixon behind him. I mean, you talk about maybe not even putting up numbers, but you talk about going to another level of excellence because not necessarily from a number standpoint, but who beats that, who beats that offense? Who slows down that offense with Pat Mahomes with all of those guys around? Because Tyreek Hill is one thing, but to have a very complete 
receiving core, a tight end at Hayden Hurst, a running back. The things that the Bengals don't have is an offensive line, but for a weapon like Pat Mahomes, that's all he needs. So as a way of comparing or ranking, I guess, Mahomes and Burrow, Bucky Brooks is doing the old switcheroo gambit. If you put Mahomes on that Bengals team and give him what Burrow has had to work with, you're saying that Mahomes makes that Bengals team better. Okay, let's do the reverse. Let's put Burrow now on that KC offense. What happens in your estimation there? They'd be very good, not as dynamic. They'd be very good because Andy Reid has shown that he can uh, put a quarterback in a, in, a, in a system and make him very, very comfortable. Uh, they would be more electric than they were with Alex Smith, but I don't think they would be as dynamic as they are with Pat Mahomes. Uh, different skill sets. Pat Mahomes' arm talent is different than Joe Burrow's arm talent. And so Andy Reid would probably play the game like he played it when he had Alex Smith. Joe Burrow's an upgrade over Alex Smith. So uh, really good, maybe great, but with Pat Mahomes, they're exceptional. So there's just a notch below those two. Very interesting. The electricity, the dynamism that you are applying, quite rightly, to Patrick Mahomes and any offense that he touches. Will we see that on Sunday based on the high ankle sprain, based on the expectation that there will be some limitation to his mobility on the day to some degree based on how he progresses this week? How do you see this offense changing? I was, I heard in the meeting this morning, I think it was MJ Custer Ruiz who said that Andy Reid has a cheesecake factory menu of, of screens to call upon. And of course, we've seen a lot of motion from this offense, jet sweeps. Are you expecting a heavy dose of Isaiah Pacheco? Are you expecting Jet McKinnon to kind of stay in the pocket as that as that last line of defense? What do you expect to see from a Chiefs offense, assuming that there is some degree of limitation that Patrick Mahomes will face? Well, the good thing for the Chiefs, Andy Reid has had a full week to build an offensive plan with an injured Pat Mahomes in mind. It was hard for him last weekend because he had to do everything on the fly. Well, now they know Pat Mahomes is limited from a mobility standpoint. You'll see more shotgun, more shotgun runs, uh, more pistol runs with the running back right behind him. So he can catch, take a couple of hand, couple steps, hand it off, and allow them to do work. Uh, that said, shotgun passing game is a big part of what they do. You'll see a lot of quick rhythm stuff, maybe more bubble screens, maybe more quick routes things that are catch, rock, and fire before the rush can get home. Um, and then you still will see the shots because we can talk a lot of things about Pat, Mah- Pat Mahomes. He still has the ability to throw off-platform and make these uh, rainbow throws 40, 50 yards down the field. So you still have the deep ball element that you have to contend with. Lou Anarumo now gets the question posed to him that every defensive coordinator gets posed to him before facing the Kansas City Chiefs. What do you do about, how do you stop, or contain Travis Kelsey. If you knew the secret, you'd probably be coaching in the NFL, but you watch more tape than most. What do you think is the methodology that needs to be applied here? Uh, Methodology. Uh, Travis Kelsey is always funny because everyone went crazy about Travis Kelsey in the Jaguars game. He had 14 receptions. 14 catches, the most ever in playoff history for a tight end. But he only averaged seven yards a catch. Correct. And so what you have didn't to, crack 100, 14 catches, 98 right. yards. So what you have to figure out is, OK, what are the majors? What are we trying to take away when it comes to the quarterback and what we want to take away with the tight end? And so the one thing with the quarterback is no deep balls, because 
The Kansas City Chiefs are very similar to the way the Golden State Warriors were in their heyday. You let Steph Curry hit a couple threes, the building gets jumping, it's electric, it's exciting. All of that creates more momentum for the offense. When the Kansas City Chiefs were at their best, Tyreek Hill throw the deep ball, Arrowhead gets to swirling. What you want to make the Chiefs do is drive the ball the length of the field. And then you need to change and have a plan for how you deal with Travis Kelsey in the red zone. The one issue that I would say I had with the Jaguars game plan, great job in between the 20s. But now in the red zone, it has to become a left stop where the ball is going. 87, number one, Jarek McKinnon. Those are the playmakers, red zone. I think Travis Kelsey probably last week had 12 touchdowns. Jarek McKinnon had nine touchdowns. Those those are who you have to stop. So now switch up your coverage and make them throw to Juju. Make him throw to Kadarius Toney. Make him find somebody else to go to. But it can't be Travis Kelsey and it can't be Jared McKinnon. Let's send it out to Cincinnati, where we will first hear from Bengals head coach Zach Taylor, then from NFL Network reporter Mike Giardi, who is standing by at the Bengals practice facility. Zach Taylor, the mic is yours. His dad's a football coach. He's exposed to that um, at a... At a much younger age than most and so you're, you're able to build probably a foundation maybe it's an advantage you got um you're able to build a little bit quicker foundation and um you know he's he's played under some really good systems and some really good programs to help build upon that foundation and he's also got his process that wherever that started from or came from is is um a really good process that he follows but he's put himself in a position to be able to execute at a high level all the time Well, MJ, you wonder why this team doesn't blink in big moments. Well, part of it is because of Joe Burrow, obviously. But the other part is the way this team has been constructed. There is a championship pedigree, or at least a playoff pedigree, that Duke Tobin, their director of player personnel, has brought into the organization. You talk about collegiately, it's Burrow, it's Jamar Chase, it's T. Higgins. And then professionally, you've got guys like Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Mike Hilton. They've been through it all, and they've seen it all. So Hilton says, when they get to these big moments, it's just another game. We don't make it too big. Higgins said, quite frankly, when asked if he has to give opinions to other players and tell them what to expect, he said, no, we don't want to make it any bigger for them. We're just going out, playing with poise, playing with confidence, and that does the trick. And Burrow says, you look at the big picture, he said, the coaching staff and the players around them, they know what these players have inside of them, and they know in these moments they'll be just fine and they'll play it like it's any other game. That's the word from Cincinnati. Let's turn now to Kansas City, where Chiefs head coach Andy Reid is on the mic, and our James Palmer is on the follow. Gentlemen. Let's just see how it goes here the next couple days. It's going to be sore, I know, but let's see where he's at. He's had this before. I mean, I'm not coming out of a playoff game unless they take me out, and so uh, I'm just going to play. I I love this, this sport too much. I love this game. We prepare all year to be in the playoffs and to play in these games, and um, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to get back in the game. And, I mean, it's it's something that uh, I just love competing in this sport. And uh, pain is pain, and you got to deal with it either way. Let's get out to Kansas City. James Palmer, what do you have for us? MJ, let me take you on a little walk. Maybe the most talked about 10-foot walk on the Internet. Patrick Mahomes walking to the podium each of the last two days, going up these two stairs with that right high ankle sprain. He said he's not sure why everybody is analyzing it. He said you'll find out on Sunday 
how I can move around. He also said he'll find out on Sunday how well he can move around. Now he's confident right now that he can make a lot of those throws we've been accustomed to seeing over the years with the crazy arm angles and the feet everywhere. He said he'll actually find out specifically on Sunday if he can, but the confidence is there because yesterday he was a full participant in practice. It actually went better than he actually expected, but I had a chance today to see him in practice and he was going through some of his dropbacks and had a chance to see him working with his running backs. We'll see what tomorrow brings because this is a much more physical practice today than the one the previous day. Now Mahomes does believe after the kneecap injury a few years ago, the left ankle sprain, the turf toe, all the work he does in the offseason on a daily basis on his knees and his ankles, he feels MJ has put him in this position to really bounce back in a very good way from this injury. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Andrew Levy back with Bucky Brooks. Bucky, you've set the table for us. One last viewer's guide from you, because sometimes with somebody like you, you see so much. I don't know the right question to ask you. And it's, it's, it's unfair of me to say, what do you expect to see in this game? But that's kind of the question I want to ask you. I don't want to hold you to a score. I don't want to hold you to a winner. 
But I want to know from you in your heart of hearts, in your gut right now on Thursday at 126 Pacific Standard Time, how do you envision this game going down? It's the how, not the what, how. So crazy, one or two things. I see this game going the way that it's always been a very tight game with the Cincinnati Bengals playing well, matching up and kind of doing their thing. I see Lou and Arumo showing one look in the first half, switching it up in the second half, trying to stay one step ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff. But then there's a part of me that after hearing all the stuff about Joe Burrow and the team winning three straight and people trying to anoint Joe Burrow over Pat Mahomes, you just got to be careful tugging on Superman's cape. And I know Superman is limping along, but I wouldn't be surprised to see like a classic vintage performance from Pat Mahomes that kind of cements the legacy. Um, one of those games where you're like, oh, yeah, that's the difference between like the elite premier superstar and everyone else that's contending. Because remember, we've seen him when he hears the noise. They never talk about it. But he, he hears the noise. And so when you talk about Joe Burrow supplanting him as the number one, he'll dig in his bag and, and bring some special tricks out this week. Uh, tugging on Superman's cape, listener, that is a Jim Croce reference. You don't mess around with Jim. Shout out to Jim Croce. Shout out to my father-in-law, Elliot Abbott, who was Jim Croce's manager in his career. Oh, okay. What you just said may answer the next question, but this is the last word on this game before we turn to the NFC. Bucky Brooks. The third-seeded Cincinnati Bengals at Burrowhead Stadium, as I've heard it called this Mm -hmm. week, to take on the Kansas City Chiefs, the top seed in the AFC. I wouldn't be surprised if... Oh, they they win again and go back-to-back to to the Super Bowl. I felt like from the middle of the year, Cincinnati Bengals were the best team in football. Uh, The way they play, how balanced they are, the way they can transition from offense to defense, the contribution they get on special teams, they play the game the right way. It's a tough task going into Arrowhead and having to do it again. Uh, But if any team can do it, they can do it. And so the quarterback gives them the nod. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see this team go back-to-back and become the model franchise that everyone talks about. We got to build our team like that. Who they say we ain't going back to a second straight Super Bowl? You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. With me today, Bucky Brooks. He's a scout. He's a coach. He's a mentor. He's a former NFL player. And he's got some insight and some instincts that most people do not. I hope you were listening last week when he said that, yes, the Bengals would blow out the bills. You rolled your eyes. You probably exhaled audibly. He was right. You were wrong. Listen up. He's given us a viewer's guide to the AFC game, the Bengals and Chiefs. Bucky, now let's turn to the NFC side of the bracket. For a game many of us are simply scratching our heads about, confusion abounds when it comes to predicting this one. As maybe should be the case when you pit the top two defenses in the NFL, right? And two of the top five total offenses in the NFL. In scoring offense, the Eagles are third and the Niners are sixth. These are two teams that do everything well. You had a real sense where the last toughest game to call was going, that Bengals and Bills game that I keep referring to. You had that one pegged. What is your gut telling you here? Hmm. This is is a tough one. It's a tough one because the matchup is so um, nice. Okay, so let's reverse engineer. Let's reverse engineer. Let's save that answer for the end. When I ask you, I wouldn't be surprised if. Let's start granularly. 
Let's talk about D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, has a job to do and a very difficult job to do. Take an MVP shortlisted candidate in Jalen Hurts and figure him out, slow him down, make him one-dimensional if that's even possible. That's the job facing D'Amico Ryans. How do you do it? Uh, it, it's really tough because before we talk about Jalen Hurts, you got to talk about everything that is around him. Arguably the best offensive line in football. Athletic, can move, physical, has some nastiness. They allow you to be one of the rare teams that can be a ground and pound outfit that also uh, participates in the aerial circus. And so D'Amico Ryans has to figure out how do I want to play this? Do I want to stop their plays or their players? A.J. Brown's on one side. Devontae Smith is on the other side. The Eagles have an advantage in the passing game on the perimeter. You have to deal with Dallas Goddard, who is a very good tight end, but you can do that with Fred Warner. How do you handle all the different things they do in the running game with Jalen Hurts also featured as a runner? It evens up the numbers. You go from having a plus one advantage in the run game to now it's even Steven. And can you tackle the quarterback and get him down? You got to emphasize tackling. You have to talk to Nick Bosa and company about playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage because penetration normally destroys the running game. And then all hands on deck. When Jalen Hurts escapes the pocket, your DBs have to plaster, your linebackers and DNs have to chase him down. He's a, t- he's, he's, he's a challenge. He's a handful. First 15 plays of the game, do you expect a lot of design runs for Jalen to invite that safety down into the box, go heavy box, now give me man give me man coverage on the outside, turn it into a one-on-one game with the aforementioned A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith? Yeah, the pick and choose your spots. Early in the game, you're the Philadelphia Eagles. You want to show them some design quarterback runs. You want to show them some read option plays. You want to do some things to make them think about how are we going to handle our responsibilities in each and every front and coverage? That said, though, you don't want to overuse him early because you, need, you may need him late. The magic number for Jalen Hurts, I would say, is 12. You don't want him to have more than 12 rushing attempts. You want to keep him fewer than that because that's when he's impacting the game at a premium. If he's running more than that, it's a problem because now you're having to lean on him too much. You want to sprinkle in the Jalen Hurts run game and allow the running backs to kind of carry it away. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, the best linebacker duo in the NFL, and if so, why? I mean, they're really good. I think you can say they're the best. The reason why they're perfect complements, Fred Warner has impressive length and explosiveness to get down the seam. He makes plays, has some nastiness that everyone covets. Um, You think of Dre Greenlaw, sideline to sideline menace, uh, playmaker, disruptive, can blitz and pressure. Both of these guys are really, really good. And I will say that both of them are pretty much interchangeable. Nick Bosa plays on both sides, has been given the latitude this season to almost choose his side. Mm -hmm. When facing the option of going up against Lane Johnson or not going up against Lane Johnson, I assume he's going to choose the path of least resistance. Is that what you expect from Nick Bosa? I mean, he's then walking over there in Mayalta, who is – a freak of nature who has size and length. and So that all may those. not be the path of leadership. Yeah, I think you want to you want to give both of those guys some work. Uh, if you had to pick between Lane Johnson and the young guy, you want to go with the young guy. But uh, he has to know he's going to have to dig in his bag and pull out some tricks. They're going to have to help him by creating some lunges, uh, some lunge opportunities for him to wrap the thing around and, and, and do it. So they have to figure out – they have to figure out a way to, like, save him and let him heat up 
uh, on the guy. But I don't see a fish on that offensive line, so it, it just makes it hard to say, hey, we're going to put Bosa here and he's going to wear him out. Help me with the NFL player vernacular. What is a fish, sir? A uh, fish is a guy that you can get on the hook. You can get on the hook. You know you have him. It's a huge advantage. And so when you have the fish, you want to go after him. Copy that. Give me a scouting report, if you don't mind, on Brock Purdy. Actually, I'd love a two-part scouting report if you are willing to give it. I'd be very curious to know what your scouting report was on him coming out of college. Did you see him being a sixth or seventh round pick or possibly going undrafted? What was your take on him then? What is your take on him now? Uh, I think coming out coming out of Iowa State, yeah, he was sixth, sixth round category because the verbiage on a sixth round grade says developmental player, may have some practice squad potential, could develop into something down the line. What he has been, he's been much better than anybody anticipated. The athleticism, subtle athleticism, and the accuracy has been the perfect mix to what the Niners needed. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't give him that because he wasn't consistent enough in the passing game to take advantage of some of the layups that were created. Uh, Trey Lance uh, can give you the run game but doesn't have the passing game uh, acumen to be able to really upgrade it. Brock Purdy has come in and been able to give you the passing game while sprinkling in some run games on impromptu runs, scrambles, and those things. And so when you think about total, uh, you think about what you want to do and how you want to do it, you just have to make sure you get all, all the weapons and pieces. Translation, he was a prospect, of course, that Bucky described as a project. Mm-hmm. And that kid is definitely now a pro. You're impressed with his deep throw ability. Uh, I'm impressed with his ability to keep his poise and stay within the confines of the offense. Sometimes in the postseason, the game gets fast for young players. So for him to be able to slow down, lock in, concentrate, not do too much, uh, you know, he's been very, uh, he's been terrific when it comes to the turnovers. That's the number one thing. Don't give the ball away to the other team. He's done that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has talked about that. The other thing that he has been able to do, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't fully make the X's and O's come to life for Kyle Shanahan. Brock Purdy has been able to. When you look at this game, Kyle Shanahan is playing a video game in the basement, and Brock Purdy is the joystick. Brock Purdy is the first quarterback to do it exactly how Kyle envisions it, and that's why this offense has exploded since he's taken over. Somebody once said, hey, you can be as good as anybody in the world at the X's and O's. Just know that on Sundays, those X's and those O's, they move. Do you change what he's doing, or do you keep the course and you keep it exactly as it has been facing the best defense that he will have faced in his short NFL career? Oh, no, you don't change anything. You may add some tweaks. You may put some icing and sprinkles on the cake, but you are what you are at this stage. When you have 20-plus weeks of football in and you've you've done a certain routine and you have a certain way, yeah, you don't try and prove that you're the smartest guy in the room. You keep it the same. A lot of people, you heard Michael Robinson talk for weeks now, expecting there to be a moment of revelation that the scouting report on, the sixth round scouting report on Brock Purdy would come to life, would animate, would manifest itself at some point, probably late in a game on a third and long, on a fourth and must make. Do you expect to see that, or do you think this kid has the chops and the stones to see this through? Oh, I think he has the chops. I think he has the stones. I think he has way more dog than people gave him credit for. Uh, I think when you watch the way this team responds to him and the way that it's been effusive in its praise of him speaks volumes. Because remember, the number three overall pick from a year ago was in the building, but yet they're talking about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has done a great job of earning the respect and trust of his teammates by always being around. 
but by showing them the improvement through his performance. And so you hear about Fred Warner and Brock Purdy going at it on the scout field. Well, now that Brock Purdy has, has secured the number one role, some of the success comes from all of those battles that they had at the lower level. Okay, that's what Bucky Brooks has to say in the shadow of SoFi Stadium here in Inglewood. Let's send it out to San Francisco, where Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan is on the mic, and the big O, NFL Network reporter Omar Ruiz, will follow. Gentlemen, the mic is yours. Um, anytime you play a team with good players and a good scheme, um, it's just sound defense. And when you play sound defenses, there's not a lot of holes schematically. Um, you just, so you try to put guys in position to beat their players, and... Um, they got pretty good players, too. And on top of it, when you have a real good pass rush with good back end with all seven of those guys, it just combines for making everything more difficult. And um, that's usually what you see this time of year. I think that's exactly how our defense is. And um, they'll come after you. They'll do what's needed to keep you off. But anytime you have a team that doesn't have to do that because they can cover with good players, have seven guys versus four guys, keep people in the help protection, then you have um, seven guys versus three guys, um, all that stuff becomes a factor and just makes allows teams to be more sound, which will, makes it a lot harder to get big explosives. Omar Ruiz has us covered in Santa Clara with more on the night. Christian McCaffrey says there is 0% chance that he misses the game on Sunday in Philadelphia. But for the second straight day, McCaffrey did not practice as he continues to deal with a calf contusion. He says his preparation is the same as it normally is. He's able to participate in the walkthrough portions of the 49ers preparation. He's just not doing as much physical work. Kyle Shanahan reiterated today that his confidence that McCaffrey should be able to play on Sunday remains unchanged. As for McCaffrey's backup, Elijah Mitchell, who's dealing with a groin injury, he too did not practice, while Debo Samuel with the ankle injury and Charles Aminahu with an oblique injury were limited participants. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. 
They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We turn now for the last team report to the city of Brotherly Shove where Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni is on the spot and NFL Network's Stacey Dales is on the follow. Take it away, Philly. In the NFL, this is the the most complete team that uh, that I've ever been around. Uh, We got a great defensive line. We got a great offensive line. And not only do we have these pieces in place there, we, we also understand that we have backups and we have rotations and guys ready to step in and make plays and guys that have stepped in to make plays. And But we also know this about San Francisco. They got a great O-line and D-line. And, and, and that's, you know, you get to the NFC Championship game, that's, probably, that's what it's, what it's going to look like. Stacey Dales is out in Philadelphia ahead of the NFC Championship game. Niners quarterback Brock Purdy is a candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year for good reason. 7-0 now as a starter. They've done a great job protecting him. Just 11 sacks taken this season. But guess what? Now he faces the NFL's number one sack defense. These Eagles, 75 sacks on the season, including five last week to advance in the divisional round. Defensive tackle Fletcher Cox said that they got together before the year started and said in order to take the next step, we have to rush as a group. Individuals won't win. And he also told me me that that room is so competitive second to none in terms of the competitiveness he said it is a race to get to the quarterback as for Brock Purdy he told me that when it it's really going to come down to is making Purdy beat us with his arm they want to make these Niners one-dimensional take away the run game and Cox told me when we do have one-on-one matchups got to win those and get him on the ground they want to hand the rookie his first loss of the season which just so happens to be the NFC championship Okay, Bucky, you heard what they had to say in Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni. You heard what Kyle Shanahan has to say in San Francisco. Not surprising, neither coach is giving away a whole hell of a lot. Finish this sentence as your last order of business today, please, sir. Thank you for being here. Bucky Brooks, the second seed San Francisco 49ers in Philadelphia to take on a hostile crowd and a team that does everything well, the top seed in the NFC, Philadelphia Eagles, Bucky Brooks. I wouldn't be surprised if... Hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles are the first team to rattle Brock Purdy. The reason why they can rattle him is because they are like a mirror to the San Francisco 49ers in the way that they play. Both teams win up front in the trenches. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, had six eight sacks in the regular season. Four guys had double digits. All those guys are defensive linemen. They're two additional guys they get after with Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams also making it happen. And so when you're attacking the 49ers, you got to stop the run early. And they do that because they remember they have Indomitian Sue and some of these other guys that are kind of here being able to do it. But they also can play zone coverage with their eyes on the quarterback. They don't have to react to all the other stuff. Um, 
this is a good matchup for them uh, because they are not afraid. They can go toe-to-toe. They can make it gritty, but they also have some glam to them. Uh, I, I think the Eagles in this one because when it comes down to it, it's a battle of the quarterbacks, and I'll go with Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy in this one. I want to thank today's special guest, Bucky Brooks, the scout, the coach, the mentor, the draft expert, the analyst, the former player, the current leader of the Stones game when it comes to picks and predictions. See last week, Bengals versus Bills. Check him this week on the two Sunday championship games. But first, join us tomorrow for a final viewer's guide to Sunday's games, Sunday's championship games. We have Friday answers to Sunday questions. Who wins? What's the score? Who stars? And who stumbles? Plus, point totals for both contests and star player stat projections. That's tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.